You are listening to the LMC cast, and this is some of the many tidbits of Mamernik. Welcome to this new program, where we discuss the fascinating stories from the past of our home, Mamernik, New York. My name is James Kohler, and I am a senior in Mamernik High School. I've lived here since moving from Brooklyn when I was three, so the history of Mamernik is definitely of interest to my family and I. The village of Mamernik has stories dating back to 1661, and even further when focusing on the native Silinoid tribe that once lived here. Now, the main thought we want to focus on is this. How much do you really know about Mamernik? Yes, you. How many fun facts and stories can you bring up about our home? Sure, many of us know the story of John Richbell, British merchant who bought this chunk of land from the Silinoid tribe in 1661. We know of the battle on Heathcote Hill in Mamernik, and the impact our community's home had on the American Revolution. And yes, we know about the impact immigration has had on Mamernik, the surplus of European country immigrants in the 19th century coming to our village making a much more diverse and complex community. Sure, the surface level stuff it's easy to look back at, but we want to get to the real meat, the deep details of Mamernik not talked about or unknown to even the most active members of this community. Through these fascinating stories of the unknown in our town, you will hear details never truly discussed in depth before. To look deep into the unexplored parts of our community, we decided to speak to the ones who know basically everything there is to know about our community, aka the Mamernik Historical Society. The Mamernik Historical Society, formed in 1937, is a group in the community dedicated to protect Mamernik's past and bring it to life through education in the present. John Pritz, co-president of the Mamernik Historical Society, is here today to give us some of the many stories we can pick from the community's long history. John Pritz, son of former Mamernik historian Gloria Pritz, made it clear his interest for Mamernik's past. Gloria Pritz worked as village historian since 1989, before passing away in 2021. Known as the Mark Twain of Mamernik, Gloria made an effort to share her passion for Mamernik with John. Well, understand that if you drove around town with my mother, you got a history lesson constantly. Um, it was a constant effort on her part to, to you know, share what she knew about his John Pritz knew lots about the tales of Mamernik, what once was and how it changed, an example being the state border and how it changed since the 1700s. Is in the 1700s, um, the Connecticut border with New York State was the Mamernik River. Hmm. Another example being what he knew about the construction going on at the bridge by Harbor Island and how the fields inside of the island before the 1900s was just a bay. Um, and all the fields on the right, okay, and, all, and the East Basin on the left. Um, well, in 1900, none of that was there. <laughs> there was no land where the, you know, the soccer fields are. There was no land there. It was all bay, it was all harbor. And the only land was a four and a half acre island out by where the beach is now. 
The impact Mernick has on American progress is surprisingly large, the largest example being the gutta percha factory in Mernick. And in the old, old days, the golf ball was a leather ball stuffed with feathers. And that's what they used. And they, you know, didn't go very far and they didn't, uh, didn't last very long. Gutta percha, when that came along, all of a sudden they've got these hard rubber balls that went farther and straighter and sort of changed the game. Um, what they made, uh, you know, there was the product of, of that, that changed a lot of, uh, allowed rubber tires to be built, okay? Um, it's interesting that workplaces like Gutta Percha and Mamernik have such an impact on American progress. Rubber tires didn't exist <laughs> before natural rubber came into being. Uh, and you know what they started doing is adding different substances and chemicals to change the you know the consistency of the rubber you know how 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 strong it was and how it could resist heat and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and you know that was the beginning of of, uh, of rubber tires think now without rubber tires what would your daily commute to work look like you can thank Gutta Percha Rubber for that. We also have a multitude of well-known historical figures living in Mamernik. You know, I was uh, talking about this to somebody just the other day. Have you ever heard the name William Kunstler? Um, I feel like I've heard of it. I can't. He's a, he's a lawyer that defended a whole bunch of very controversial people um, in, in the past, right? Lawyer William Kunstler is a large figure in the civil rights movement of the later 1900s, known for defending the anti-war protesters in 1968 during the trial of Chicago 7. For those not aware, this trial was a large centerpiece of the anti-Vietnam War protests. Kunstler was a somewhat infamous figure, at the time radical views in court bringing him lots of backlash um and he lived here and, and the only reason i was thinking about it is because one of these trips with my mother right, right driving around town um driving down the post road and all of a sudden we passed this office uh on the left and there's red paint all over the front of this building and i was like wow what happened there, right? Well, I ended up reading the article in the Daily Times later. Um, it was William Kunstler's office, and somebody basically was telling him, get out of here, leave. We don't want you here. Our next local historian buff, and Mamernik resident, William Kane, is cousin to John and nephew of Gloria Pritz. It's evident that this family has history running in their blood. I, I, I studied uh, American history and European history in college. I was uh, absorbed by it, uh, obsessed by it, rather. Kane has a surplus of stories to tell us, many coming from his next door posts about Mamernik history. Kane's connection to the Pritz family and Mamernik historians, as well as Gloria Pritz, was what got him involved in Mamernik community's history. 
Gloria Pritz, the Mamernic historian before John Pritz, was William's aunt. You know, Gloria uh, was an amazing woman that did great things for Mamernic and particularly for uh, the history of she passed uh, a couple of years back. And unfortunately, uh, it was during the height of COVID. So uh, there wasn't enough. Kane brought us numerous stories not paid much attention to yet really fascinating to know about our home. The village of Mamernik was a port city, living mainly off of fishing and farming. This changed when the first train was constructed in Mamernik. Uh, the first train line uh, came down from Boston in 1845, and uh, it was extended down into New York City in the early 1870s. Up until that point, it was only a port city and there wasn't a lot of successful uh, cargo moving through it. Uh, several of the uh, enterprises that uh, were freighters, they, they did not succeed. So getting the, the train line in allowed for uh, not only passenger traffic, but for a great deal of freight to come and go from Amaranik, which led to its uh, becoming a with the new construction of trains in the village, manufacturing and progress thrived in the community. This got the attention of Edward Knight, a man who wanted to take ownership of this new workland. Largemont wasn't named Largemont until 50 years uh, after uh, the first train line came down uh, when Edward Knight Collins purchased the land from one of Monroe's descendants. And at that point, he remodeled what is the Larchmont Manor House. And the parcel, uh, which extended to the shoreline, was uh, named Largemont to reflect the high position of the house on the hilltop, as well as the lush trees. Uh, and the village of Largemont was later in incorporated uh, in 1891. So wow, progress before the 1900s led to the community built today. It's interesting to see the steps of progress in a village like Mamernik. One of the main steps here being the construction of trains, as well as train tracks throughout the land. One thing I was not expecting was for Mamernik to be a munition storage during the Cold War, more specifically the Cuban Missile Crisis. A tidbit, if you will, is that during the Cuban I should say after the Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, the uh, fighters in South Florida that were intended to take Cuba back from Castro had a um, munitions warehouse in Mamaronek. Uh, the, the, the house, I should say the, the building that's opposite the West Basin that was Wicker Paradise, uh, that was the warehouse where all these guns and ammunition were stored. Uh, that's it's crazy to think that Mamernik had an impact on the Cuban Missile Crisis. Though a not long event, this moment for America and Russia was detrimental to the Cold War. Jeff Megan, another member of the Mamernik historical community, is an attorney living in Mamernik with many more stories to tell us. Mr. Megan's father revived the historical culture of Mamernik and taught Jeff lots about his home. 
my father uh, was named Burton C. Negan Jr. And his father, who was, as they say, born in Orient in 1870, um, he was Burton C. Negan Sr. And my father grew up in a, uh, with, there were about seven in his family, and he grew up on Prospect Avenue in Mamarnik, uh, a block away from Village Hall. Um, and he was here all of his life, although he worked uh, for many years in New York City. Um, and he lived around in the three communities as well. But a lot of it was things he remembered from when he was a child. He was born in 1900, um, and he lived through so many real changes. Um, the automobile came, and then airplanes, World War I, World War II. He lived through a, an, an enormously incredible change in, in our times. Jeff is a fan of tidbits, the little pieces of information that brings this community together and increases depth in the lore of Mamernik. So a lot of what, uh, first of all, I do a lot of tidbits. I'm sort of the tidbit manager for the summit um, because it was my idea to have a, a little five-minute tidbit at the beginning of every monthly meeting. The summit is a local volunteer organization dedicated to strengthening the dialogue and communication between the locals of our community the government of Amernik, the school boards, and so on. As a board member of the summit, Jeff's tidbits kick off each meeting. What was in place before McDonald's was built on the post road? Um, and the answer to that was a miniature golf course. Jeff knew a little too much about these small bits of info. It was genuinely fascinating. He spoke like he lived hundreds of years in this village. The property where Sarah Newman is located now, um, that was a, um, a, a lava piece of land, land with lava stone. And every summer, a major circus came to town and set up huge tents and et cetera, and stayed for about a month. Um, and it was pretty exciting for small kids and so on. Yep, you heard that right. Long before Sarah Newman's Jewish home had become a place of retirement for many members of Mernick, the land was held for a circus, one of the most popular forms of entertainment in the early 1900s. Um, some of the other buildings that have been repurposed, uh, some of them are old bank buildings. In fact, my office is at the corner of Mernick Avenue and the Post Road, and it was constructed for a bank, and uh, it never took uh, possession because the Depression hit. It was built in 1928. The uh, Christian Science Church up the street uh, um, was originally a bank, uh, the original office of Mermanic Federal Savings. Uh, the funeral home uh, on uh, the Post Road in Mermanic, Fox and Graciano. Right, that's been a funeral home for many, many years. But next to it is an old Victorian building that they acquired, uh, Cox and Graziano, and it's for Jewish funerals. That was actually owned by the Fatten family. Um, and uh, um, Henry Fatten and Louise Fatten. Louise Fatten was the scandal of the village of Mermaid you know, a more conservative time in those days, but she was known to have been the mistress of several well-known gentlemen in the village of Mercury. So that's my scandal.
It was clear these members of the Mamernic Historical Society knew lots of our community, almost like books waiting to be opened. Even with all the information thrown at us today, we have only hit the crust of Mamernic's uncovered stories. To learn more, you have to go out yourself. Find members of the community, whether relatives or peers, and show your interest in your home. Every individual has their own story to tell. It's our job to open these stories up. I'm James Kohler from the LMC cast. Thanks for listening.